Today on the Weekly Walk podcast, I am going to share one of my least favorite expressions, the way that Eric absolutely cracks me up sometimes, and my effort to put Thursday recreation on the calendar, my continuing effort, because so far it hasn't gone so well. Today on the Weekly Walk podcast, Eric and I are going to share our thoughts on the reality that fun and success are not mutually exclusive, even though sometimes they might feel like they are. So let's have some fun together. Lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Welcome to the Weekly Walk Podcast, the perfect podcast to take with you on a 30-minute walk. I'm Joyce, the pack leader here at 99 Walks, and each week, my husband and co-founder, Eric, and I explore tools, tactics, research, and random stories to help you keep moving forward and creating a life you love. Hey, Eric. Hey, Joyce. Let's go have some flipping fun. Flipping fun? Do you want to go to, like, the trampoline place? Ooh, we haven't been to a trampoline place. So here's the thing, actually, that now you are got me thinking about. When you have little kids, you tend to do some fun things because the stuff little kids like to do can be really fun. Oh, yeah. And can I just make an observation, though? Okay. Last time we went to the trampoline place, house bounce thing, I'm pretty sure I was the only dad that bounced. Only parent that or you bounced. We were the only parents that bounced. None of the other parents, like, it it looked so fun. Why didn't any of the other parents bounce? A host of reasons. Maybe they had bad ankles. Maybe they were afraid. Maybe they, I don't know. I just think that... Sounds super judgy. It, uh, well, I just You're being super judgy. uh, Okay, I'm taking away my judginess. But when we're presented with fun, maybe we should take it up. Well, that is for sure. If that's your message, that is totally right. That's my message. When fun presents itself, you should go grab it with both hands. And that's kind of the theme of today's podcast. Wait, you just said grab it with both hands. Is that like when we went axe throwing and you were the two-handed warrior? I was the two-handed axe throwing warrior. That was really fun. That was so fun. And that was something we almost missed because we were sort of tired. We were sort of on the fence, right? For sure. You know, I, by late afternoon, early evening, dragging me out of the house is not easy. I went to the movies last week with a friend in the evening. Well, okay, so it was a five o'clock movie. <laughs> ah, that's still evening. But it was dark out because it gets dark so early and getting myself out the door in the dark to do something when my day is done, it's really hard. That counts. So... One the theme of today's podcast. Can we talk about the theme, and then we can talk more about axe throwing if you want? But I was just talking about the theme. Yes. The theme of today's podcast is that fun and success are not mutually exclusive, and I think it's really an important lesson because I think we have a tendency, a couple of things. We have a tendency to put off fun because we have more important things to do. It's like the Jimmy Buffett song. Do you know the Jimmy Buffett song, It's I, My Job? Do you remember that song? Yes, and I he, do, actually. he talks about an uncle who owns a bank, he's a millionaire, and he's miserable. This is not This is not going where you think it's going. Okay. Go on. Anyway, I'm just saying, 
So fun and success are not mutually ex exclusive. Well, in that case, they were mutually exclusive because his his uncle who owned the bank was super successful but didn't have any fun. Exactly. So, no, you're missing the whole point. What's the point? The whole point is that his uncle had this high power, super intense job and didn't have any fun, but it led to his success. So that's not a good example because the bank, the uncle would argue, of course, I don't have any fun because that's what it takes to be successful. So pulling that out is that's not the point. Got it. I, my point is that you can be super successful and have fun at the same time. The uncle was not an example of that. Give me an example of somebody who was super successful and committed to having fun. Mark Cuban. <laughs> See, the only reason that I was willing to say that, ask that question, put you on the spot is because I knew you would pull someone out of your brain, <laughs> your very big brain. Mark Cuban likes to have fun. He bought himself a basketball team. He sits at the side of the court and he has his own basketball team. Yes, he has fun. I do think, and I don't know, I'd have to go back and do some Mark Cuban research, but I do think that he is someone who has uh, either spoken about or modeled the idea that fun and success are not mutually ex exclusive. So why do you think many of us live that way? or think that way, or have to overcome that thinking? I think it's part of the American story, and the Americans built this country by the labor of their back and cleared the land and built log cabins. And, and, and it's a little bit of the immigrant story and how people work so hard for a better life for their children. And in, in that American sort of history journey story like Horatio Alger didn't have fun so I think that sort of sets the mindset that in order to be successful you can't have fun but I would argue that it's the opposite I think you can even go back I think you're totally right but I think you can go back even further because the Puritan perspective I don't think there was a lot of I don't think the Puritans were about a lot of fun either yeah, and going back to the industrial era, and was it David Copperfield, that book? Like, there's no fun in David Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> that I got a, I got a B minus on that book report titled, There's No Fun in David Copperfield. <laughs> so it goes back to this, these cultural underpinnings that in order to be successful and get ahead, you have to sacrifice everything. Maybe it's true. Maybe that's our problem. Well, I think there's sort of two thoughts here for me. There's sort of the work-life balance element of fun. So the Jimmy Buffett's uncle who owned a bank in the song. I don't know if he really had an uncle who owned a bank. And you can work really, really hard or you can have fun, and blah, blah, blah. But I also think that part of this conversation is about bringing fun to your work and having success. See where I'm going? No. <laughs> no, I sort of. Sort of. I, I mean, I think there's a little bit, a little bit to that around. I, 
suppose there are two ways to look at it. One way is choose work that has some element of fun in it for you, whatever that is. And fortunately, everybody is different. Like, I like checking boxes. So getting tasks done, well, not fun in like the type one fun, um, but it's satisfying. So just getting things done is kind of fun for me. So everybody's different about what's fun for them. Um, yeah, but even even the work itself, creating a fun environment, having just a fun outlook and culture and community at your work, I think is can can be important and can help lead you to success. But what about all of the people out there who are stuck in jobs they can't get out of with crappy culture? Yeah, then you're just going to sort of have to do your own thing to try to bring, even if not some fun, some lightheartedness. There's another movie. I have a lot of movie and song references stuck in my brain, taking up so much space. Do you Did you ever see Joe versus the Volcano with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan? Yes. I, I mean, it was sort of a horrible, just lame movie but kind of the messaging and the story was like slap you in the face with this but in the beginning tom hanks worked at this horrible job and he was young tom hanks and picture him in a dingy basement office part of a warehouse and the fluorescent light is blinking on and tom hanks is doing that thing where he like <laughs> blinks and looks and and does all that but on his desk, he has a hula girl lamp from like Hawaii and it spins around and there's like the light comes out from behind volcanoes and there's a, a hula girl is the uh, the stand part of the lamp. And he was trying to bring some. He was trying. Mm. So anyway, boy, that was a tangent on that movie. That was a long tangent to get to a hula lamp, but I... <laughs> never, <laughs> nevertheless, I appreciate the sentiment, which is do what you can to bring some lightness and levity to whatever it is you're doing, because I don't think, and here's the, here's kind of the upshot of this. I don't think that we do better using air quotes, whatever better means by having less fun. I don't think having less fun is the secret to life success. Uh, yeah, I would argue the opposite. Having more fun makes you more successful, more likable, more charismatic. If you're in the office, you are going to attract more team teammates. If you're a leader, you're going to build a better team. People are going to want to work for you. You'll be able to attract better employees. They'll stay longer if you create a fun environment. I, we were just talking about this with our team. And part of the struggle having fun with our team has been COVID and lack of travel or less travel. And we haven't been able to get together as a, as a team. It's, can I just say, and we have tried, we have tried to have fun via Zoom. We've decorated cupcakes together. We've baked together. We've played games together. Cahoots. We've played Kahoot together as a team, but it is a lot. You just don't laugh as much with people unless you're in person. 
Yeah, and thinking back to some of the events that we produced and and how we Okay, would, so now you're back be... to talking about how fun the events are that everybody's like, no, we can't do events. They're too much work. <laughs> They're too hard. I'm talking more about the fact <laughs> even though they were too much work and too hard, we were able to make them fun. But unloading boxes and boxes and late at night and setting up these suites that we would do with all this merchandise and stuff that we were doing and, and we were just working, but we would have a good time. Uh, our team would, would have fun even doing that grindy work together. Yeah. And I, I, I guess part of that is there was nobody walking in that room. And I, frankly, I credit you and I with this. There was nobody who walked in those rooms who said, got to get it done faster, got to work harder. What are you all doing slacking off? At least I don't think we ever did that. You know, we, I don't think it, we ever did. We were about the water balloon fights. <laughs> I missed those. We had water balloon fights? I, I don't know where you were. You were probably unloading the boxes. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but the point is that I think we have to find a way. I feel like I keep saying the point is today. We have to find a way to overcome our natural inclinations, our taught inclination that fun and success are mutually exclusive. And if you are going to be successful, you can't have fun. And if you're having fun, that means you are not on the path to success. Yeah. I mean, speaking of being taught this, I think we are taught this because, I don't know, didn't you tell stories of you and your friend Jenny, like giggling in class and getting yelled at by the teacher? Like, we sort of were taught that having fun and hard work can't go together in our schooling. Okay. I literally, you saying that just brought a very specific memory back to my mind. Jenny and I were in, I don't know, first grade, kinder, I don't know. And we were excluded from the classroom. We were sent out of the classroom into the hallway because we, I guess, were having too much fun. And <laughs> what I remember most is playing in the hallway and having a great time. Having even more fun. Having even more fun. Shout out to Jay if you remember that. <laughs> it, I say that day, but I'm sure it happened more than once. <laughs> I'm sure. So, yeah, how do we push ourselves past this and and again the value of doing this like having fun reduces our stress it's going to help our life but again it's going to help us at work when we're stressed out at work we are not putting out our best product when we're having fun when when i, I would say that fun and flow oh, i was just going to say that i beat you to it fun and flow go pretty close together, right? Yes, exactly. And I suppose this goes to something I say all the time, which is when you need it most, you feel like at least. When you need a dose of fun, when you really need a dose of fun, you don't feel like fun. So you know what that means? Hmm. More axe throwing? We need a pickleball court at the office. Well, there's a pickleball. There are pickleball courts not so far from the office. Mm. I wonder if we can use we. Okay, we don't need a pickleball court at the office. We don't. No. What do we need? We need to be willing to drive the ten minutes to the pickleball court. 
<laughs> to have a little fun and take a little little fun break. So do you remember about six months ago, I got high on my bandwagon of we need to have more fun and more recreation. And do you remember what I did? You know, do you know what you I'm talking about? Recreation Thursdays? Yes. Thursday afternoons, I put two hours on the calendar from three until five for fun and recreation. And I invited you. Now, the first thing you did was you didn't accept the invitation. <laughs> I was busy. Now, <laughs> now, that's okay because the invitation, I know you see it, even if you haven't accepted it. And I assume you were thinking, well, I don't know that I can do it. Oh, I put it as a recurring thing every yes, Thursday. Every Thursday. So I'm sure you were thinking, well, I don't want to, I don't want to accept the invitation and commit because I don't know if I'll be able to do it on that Thursday. Note that I chose Thursday because that is traditionally the day you don't work out. So, okay. Props to you. You're welcome. Thinking. Thinking. thinking th always thinking. So I put this on the calendar and do you know how many times we've done it? Twice. I remember once. What was the, the one? We went ice skating once. Uh, that was fun. Did we do anything else? I don't think so. Mm. We need to get better at that. And why is that? Because we believe that while we know that fun and success are not mutually exclusive, in the moment, we believe that it is more important to answer emails than it is to have some fun. Ooh, that sounds just horrible. Am I wrong? You, I, I, that's where we were, and... That's where we were up until, like, now. Right, and <laughs> I, I think that that's just not the case, right? We need more fun. You didn't know that this podcast was actually an intervention, did you? <laughs> a fun intervention. A, f a fun intervention? A fun intervention. I think I may have stolen that from uh, Lori What's-Her-Name. You did. You didn't steal it from Lori What's-Her-Name. You stole it from uh, the book, The Power of Fun. Ah, got it. Borrowed. Borrowed. Quoted. Uh, there's an entire book, The Power of Fun, all about how mission-critical fun is to our lives. And I think you can look at it through two lenses. At least I do. Lens number one is, as you alluded to, fun can make us more productive. So fun and success are not mutually exclusive because fun can make you more successful. Absolutely. But what about fun just for the sake of fun? Why does everything have to be leading us to greater, more, bigger? Why does everything have to be part of the hedonic treadmill? Can we just have fun for the sake of having fun? Absolutely. And we totally should have more fun for the sake of having fun. And can I make a little caveat and something that I ran across researching this podcast that sort of stuck with me? And someone was talking about the difference between real fun and faux fun. Okay. What's and faux? What are they? They, okay. refer, they referred to faux fun as like, escape fun like going out and drinking or doing drugs or yeah mostly just like sort of escaping through substances or whatever versus real fun axe throwing connecting with mostly connecting with friends on a material level and i just I, that sort of resonated with me maybe it doesn't resonate with you i i I have a I have a problem with the faux fun definition. Okay. 
because for many people, and frankly, not one of them, but for many people going out with a friend and having a glass of wine and having that shared experience is fun. So at some point, this judgy person who you were reading makes the decision that if you have one glass of wine with a friend, it's real fun. But if you have three glasses of wine, it's faux. Like, where's that line? Yeah, I, I can see that. Like, I can see the the line where you're problem drinking to forget and the you know way over the line to the extreme. There's definitely a squishy part, a big squishy part in the middle. So maybe not the best analogy. I, I mean, I would say... I go to movies and I discuss this with my friends sometimes because I have friends who are really smart and like to learn things and they like to go to movies that, you ready, that teach them something <laughs> or make them feel something. I go to movies to escape. I go to movies to sit in the dark, eat popcorn and be told as compelling and fun and interesting a story as I can watch and I want a happy ending. Me, I, I do. I'm right there with you. That's why you're the perfect girl for me. And I, I remember that conversation and they were sort of like, well, why would you go to a movie like that? And Like what? Like, like, just like the entertaining, lighthearted. Oh, really? Yeah, they were, they were sort of... Who's the they? The... Oh, the, uh, our friends? Yeah, our friends. <laughs> <laughs> the the husband and he was sort of like well, why why would you want to do that and it was a little ironic to me because we were at a local casual burger restaurant and i looked at him and i said well here you are here we are we're out eating burgers and they're delicious and these are simple sort of plain fare but the we're eating these basic simple burgers and aren't you enjoying that and he was like, yeah. And I said, well, I just like the hamburgers of movies. <laughs> I don't need lobster Newberg or Coco Van or whatever. Bernays sauce on my movies. I don't want Bernays sauce on my movies. I want ketchup. Exactly. I guess, so pushing back a little bit on this concept of faux fun versus real fun, it sounds like a little bit of what this person was saying is that escapism is fake fun. And I don't think so. No? Okay. No, I think escapism is part of the point of fun. You've got to be transported out of your emails, using that as the metaphor. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a fact and a metaphor <laughs> for me. But you've, for, for me, I have to be transported out of that into some other place and just do something that is enjoyable for the sake of it being enjoyable. Well, there is a question. What in the world is fun? Oh, no. That face. You got me. What is, well, it's like pornography. I don't know how to describe it, but I know when I see it, right? Isn't that the old quote from the senator or whatever? Supreme Court. Supreme Court. I don't, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know that I could define it, but I'm, I sure know what I'm having it. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of, no, I was going to say part of fun, I would define as doing something because, for the pleasure of it, just without an ulterior motive or a goal. But that's not true because work can be 
fun. When work meets flow, it's fun. It's not necessarily laugh out loud fun, but it's feel good fun. Well, and a big part of it is being with other people and to that point who you're with, because I can remember setting up these pro tournaments that uh, I was working for this company. We were hosting, producing pro volleyball tournaments. We did a pro tennis tournament and it was a lot of work setting them up. We had to set up scaffolding and bleachers and like it was just work. But I was doing it with my one of my best friends, Chris, and we would just have fun. Well, you and Chris could have can have fun doing legit anything. Yeah, I've uh, often said that like Chris and I could just have fun on a deserted island in the middle of nowhere. We we'd just figure out a way to have fun. So, but I think being with with other people is a big part of it. I don't know. Can you have can't you have fun alone? Yes, you definitely can. But I find it's more conducive with other people. It is definitely more conducive. And I wonder why that is. Is that because we enjoy shared experiences? Is that, which we do as humans, is it because the other person kind of brings something to the table? Is it the, the kismet or the melding of two personalities that's fun? Why is it that being that having fun, how can I put this? Having fun with another person is often more fun than having fun by yourself, though you can have fun by yourself. They've done like studies on this and they've found that people like laugh more often when they're with other people and they laugh like deeper and heartier. And then the other thing is fun is contagious because one of the things that they said in, in sort of in this study is if you're with someone and they start laughing, or if you're with two people, you know, if there's three of you and two people start laughing and the third person like didn't hear, the third person will just start laughing anyway. And it's not conscious, it's spontaneous, it's unconscious, but they'll just start laughing anyway and sooner or later they'll sort of be in on the, the joke as well. So well, what you're gonna have more fun with other people. What most people don't know about you is you can get yourself laughing. So this is fun alone because you in your own head can get yourself laughing so hard that you can't get the words out to tell me what's funny. And when you get yourself in that place of utter hysteria, and it's so funny because like your eyes start to water and you're trying so hard to share what's so funny, but you can't get the words out because you're laughing so hard. There are a few things as funny to me <laughs> as that, and I don't even know what you're laughing about. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> and that will occasionally happen when we're doing podcasts. <laughs> if you hear long periods of silence, for me, there's probably a 30% chance I'm just stifling a laugh of something that came to my mind. And he does that whole thing where like the eyes water and the shoulders go, I'm doing it right now, but you can't see it because it's a podcast, but his shoulders go up and down really fast. Oh. <laughs> and sometimes I'll do it with the, the kids and they'll just look at me like I am nuts. And then I w when I do manage to get out whatever I was thinking that had me in hysterics, is generally not that funny to anybody else. Like nobody finds it anywhere near as funny as I did. 
but I find it funny that you find it so funny. Oh yeah, everybody will join in laughing at with with at me with <laughs> with you definitely with you. So I think there are two really key takeaways to all of this. The first is where we started, which fun and success are not mutually exclusive. Meaning, you know the expression. I kind of hate this expression so much. Put your oxygen mask on first. No, I hate that expression too, but that's completely irrelevant to this discussion. We can just talk about all of the expressions I hate, all the (laughs) cliches I hate. No, here's one. You ready? Yes. Nose to the grindstone. Yeah. Ugh. I can just picture that. We have like a grist mill in our town. Who wants to put their nose to that? That's actually, and she may very well be listening to this podcast, but that's an expression that my mother uses. Just buckle down and put your nose to the grindstone. Really? Yeah. Do I have to? I like work and get into the flow state and enjoy. Go find and, your workflow. And create, yes. So, okay, but the, so the first is, it is possible. Just ask Mark Cuban to have fun and be successful. So this idea that these two things can't coexist, that you can't have fun while you're doing things that are meaningful and important, we just have to throw that idea out. With the caveat, and I will say, every moment of work is not fun. Sometimes it's grind. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes it doesn't work. I'm not suggesting that there is some magic bullet where every moment of your work is fun. Because, like, even if you're a clown, <laughs> there is no way that's fun all the time. I'm just sure of it. I was just going to say that. if You know, even if you're a comedian and you bomb sometimes, it's not, I'm sure that's not fun all the time. Well, if you ever read about the process for the world's best top performing comedians, that that's hard. Yes. So those people work hard. So working hard, having fun, being successful, doing the grind sometimes. All part of the the, the big picture, but having fun can definitely be a significant part of that. Dare I say, should be. Should be. And having fun has value just in and of itself, not because it's driving you to greater success, but we all deserve some Thursday afternoon fun and recreation. Can I put it back on the calendar? Absolutely.